Hey, what's up? This is Jeremy from Earthgrowns, and this is the Kingdom Core Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Kingdom Core Podcast. It's Chris here with my awesome co-host, Sean. What's up, guys? We have a very fun special episode ahead for you guys, but before we get into that, I just want to let you guys know, sick Kingdom Core merch is available now online. Uh, what was the link for that? KingdomCoreMusic.com slash merch. Yes. Or you can just find it at the top of the link tree in my bio. Absolutely. Yeah, go go grab some sick merch. There's a lot of cool uh, options. And I got the yellow and black Deathcore logo. It's probably one of my favorite ones. It's good on you, man. Thanks, man. It fits well. It's comfy. You guys should really check them 100% out. 100% cotton, Bella canvas. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Pre-shrunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm actually stoked it fits me properly. So, Also, you guys should leave a review of the podcast on whatever platform you're watching it on. Uh, generally, Apple Podcasts has like the best place to... Re- leave a written review and we're going to read one of those for you right now this is sean's first time hearing one live because i've been kind of saying it at the end of each episode you ready sean you ready to be blown away i I am so ready (laughs) all right so this is from bray forte hopefully i'm saying that name right uh also from august of 2021 oh wow right after our first uh Right after our first episode. Yeah, yeah. There was quite a few right off the bat, and so we're kind of going in order because there isn't that many more, but um, <laughs> leave, <laughs> leave some reviews and we'll it. keep reading these. We don't have ones. enough reviews. We're, we're going we're gonna to run out after 10 episodes. <laughs> um, but he says, awesome guys, awesome content, glory to God. That is the title of the review. If you're a fan of the Christian metal scene and really heavy music in general, you'll enjoy this podcast. They've put me onto some really good underground acts as well as discussed faith-based topics coupled with their love for Christian metal. Give them a listen. Thanks, Bray. Nice. Thank you for the review. Yeah, thanks, Great man. Great review. It's awesome. awesome. Well, this episode, what did we get into, Sean? Well, who did we talk to? You didn't even tell them. Who did we talk to? No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we talked to Jeremy Schaefer from Earthgrowns. <laughs> About uh, the new Earthgrown's EP um, titled Tongue Tied. Uh, I almost got tongue tied there, but um, <laughs> titled Tongue Tied. And that came out a couple weeks ago, March 3rd, yeah. uh, on Solid State Records. It is the band's third full length, <laughs> uh, sixth EP. <laughs> but um, all kidding aside, the EP is great. We talked a lot about uh, the writing process for this, how this was different how Jeremy went and worked with Ryan Latrue from Toward Today and Nothing Left um, to, to work on this EP. We talked about different tours that Earthgrunts has done. We talked about Christmas Burns Red, how he got it open, and this run with Wolves of the Gate he just did, as well as future plans for the band. Upcoming tour announcement. Coming tour announcement. Upcoming uh, merch announcement. Upcoming so, vinyl yeah. announcement. Vinyl, yeah. Wink, wink. So... Um, so that made me very happy. But yeah, with that, let's get into the interview. Yeah, well, it looks like we're out of time, guys. We'll see you later. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Jeremy. It's been great. Anyways, uh, let's rock and roll, boys. What's good? What's good? You tell us. You just, uh, you've had a fun uh, few last months. You played Christmas Burns Red, just got back home from tour, yeah. opened for Wolves at the Gate on the Captors anniversary shows. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Um, yeah, so let's see. Where to start? Um, yeah, the the Wolves at the Gate thing, or excuse me, the Christmas Burns Red thing was obviously very, very sick. Um, kind of a dream come true, really. Yeah. Um, so uh, it was, I will say this, it was a little different than what I'm used to because, I mean, I grew up playing in basements and garages and small venues. So to be in a room that is that big, like if I had to walk from the stage to uh, the merch, it was like I'd get to the merch. I was like, kind of, kind of winded. <laughs> it was, that building was huge. And I mean, the stage was huge. Everything about it was just like, 
five times bigger than what we're used to, you know, um, and uh, which was obviously very sick, but also just a little foreign to me, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, all in all, it was it was a really good time. How'd, uh, how how was the crowd so, response? How was uh, playing in front you know, of that it was big good. group of people? Well, that that was one thing though. Is like the there was such a big distance between the stage and the barricade. Like there was a good like ten feet, mm. and when I don't have my go- my goggles on. I can't see very good. So it's just like a big a big blur. So I kind of assumed it, it looked like they were they were wiggling around. So the blob was moving. There you go. So I assumed that they were rocking hard. Um but I'm I really like couldn't see that well. We also mm. so was, we kind of had a few uh few technical difficulties like right off the bat when we were sound checking like we had a ton of interference in our in-ears. And like we could barely get through sound check because there was all these crazy alien sounds that kept popping in our ears and stuff. Um, and then and everything was running behind, so and we're the last ones to sound check, so everything was just like get get done, get it done, get it done, get it done. So it was a little stressful. And then in the second song, we got to the second song, and I can hear someone yelling my name. I turn around and uh, our drummer Derek is like, "Bro, I got no snare. My snare fell off." <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> how <laughs> so like the strap on the snare drum just like snapped and it, the snare was just, like dangling oh, there no. and oh, so i goodness. was like i just turned to the crowd i was like well i hope you guys like metallica saint anger album because we got no snare on this set so <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow uh, yeah it was just like hard to get out of your head after that but yeah it was good. I mean, it, overall, it was a really good time. And uh, Silent, uh, Alex from Silent Planet came running up on the, like, we were just about to play our last song. He comes running up with a snare. I'm like, bro, it's like, <laughs> we're that four song songs left. ago. It's, just, it's <laughs> like not even worth it at this point. Oh, so uh, we just we just ran with it, and uh, it was fine. I mean, uh, the, it seemed like people really liked it, and we had a, got a, got a, re, a lot of really good feedback. Um sold a ton of merch and stuff so it was cool love to hear that yeah one thing that i'm not used to is like this is gonna sound like a sick brag but it's not uh the minute that the doors were open there was a line at our table and i was just doing merch until we performed which was great i mean it was awesome i got to meet a ton of really cool Mm -hmm. people but it but i got backstage and i was like trying to get like stretched out and whatever right before we go on I was like, you know, my voice is, feels tired already oh, just from, from, from talking for like an hour straight. Um, so that's something like that. But you made a lot of from, dough in the meantime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, so, yeah, that was cool. I understand why bands have merch guys. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Did you get to, uh, did you get to hang out with the ABR guys at all or talk to them? Um, not really. I was at the merch table the whole time, gotcha. you know, um, so none of them bought merch. I can't believe it. <laughs> and then your bandmates were off talking to them. Uh, yeah. So actually <laughs> my bandmates did get to talk to them some, uh, Matt did come backstage while right before we went on and he wanted to meet each one of us and awesome. he was so nice. So freaking nice. Um, cause he definitely, you know, didn't have to do that. Um, but, uh, and from what I heard from the other guys, uh, they got to talk to i don't know if they got to meet everybody but i know they got to meet jake and stuff and um they said he was really nice and everything so yeah it was cool uh, like very very cool dudes and everything so. i love that awesome awesome mm-hmm. and now uh take us to the tour you were just on yeah so uh yeah so the tour we were just on is it, kind of a weird one um for us because normally when we book a tour we book you know, we go out with somebody and we're with them the whole time. This one was like such a thrown together kind of like whatever. Like we started on our own. We had like four dates by ourselves and then played a date or two with convictions. And then we met up with the rest of the tour package, then went back to just us and convictions for a few days, then back to just ourselves for a few days. So it was, it was just a little, it was a little weird. It was kind of pieced together and stuff, but um, I mean, the fact that we had the record coming out and everything, I was like, well, I want to get as, my, uh, as many dates on the road as we can um, for this. So, But uh, the dates, I mean, all, all together, the tour was great. Um, the dates with Wolves were a ton of fun. 
Um, you know, they're a really great band and the turnouts were really good and everything. And we got to play some, uh, we got to play Rhode Island, which I've never played in my life. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so that, yeah, I believe that was the last, the last state that I had to check off for the first 48 to play in. So that's wow. kind of a cool thing for me. A nice little, wow. uh, little achievement, something to hang on the fridge. You have played all 48. So. That's cool. Wait, isn't there 50? No, he, well, he means all the is 50, 48 yes. connected. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, Alaska and Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. Right, Alaska right, okay, is ours, right, okay. Chris. <laughs> dude, I forgot we have an alien amongst us. <laughs> we took Alaska from you guys. Go go yeah. play Alaska and and stop in like Vancouver on the way. Dude, okay. that, yeah, that would be cool. Um, but I I mean apparently people do go play Alaska and Hawaii and stuff. So that's I mean on the bucket list, I guess. That'd be really I cool. You could join one of those but... like uh, emo cruise things for the yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're doing it around Hawaii, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would love it. That'd um, be sick. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, the tour is sick. Uh, we played a new. We played some new material live, which is always a little uh, different. You know, learning to play new songs. Um, but it was fun. So how was the crowd responding to those? uh better i would say like we only played one new song and that was overgrown because i don't like to play since like the record came out like halfway through the tour i don't like to play music that isn't out yet um because people don't people don't know it you know and if people in our our music is already kind of like uh chaotic and noisy and stuff and like i don't i want to give them one reason less to like it (laughs) yeah so, <laughs> uh, if they already know it, you know, if they've heard it already, then they kind of know what's coming, uh, how to get ready for it. But, uh, so we just played Overground, but the response for that, for that song only being out for a month was like really good. And, um, people seem to, you know, get into it pretty hard. So speaking of which you got your third full length record out. How does that feel? Um, yeah, well, six, six EP. <laughs> I tried to tell him not to do it, Jeremy. (laughs) I was like, like, okay, he either has no idea or he's playing a joke. I'm like, uh, gears are turning. Okay, yeah, I got it. Um, Yes, your sixth EP. (laughs) Well, dude, yeah. Uh, That's crazy. That's That's a lot of songs. That is. That's a lot of songs, man. How does, uh, does it feel like you've written six EPs? No, not at all. I mean, it's like, I think about back to like our first few EPs and I'm like, man, I wish I just don't even like, I don't even claim those songs anymore. There's a few of them that I still <laughs> like, but it's just so, it's just like, you know, you mature as an artist and stuff like that. I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine being one of those bands that are around for like 20 years and have like 10 full length, like, and still having to play some of those really old songs, how hard that would be. Yeah, but, absolutely. But maybe other people like themselves more than I do or like their creations mm-hmm. more than I do. So I don't know. But uh um yeah, so that um with that EP that's like it for our contract with Solid State. Oh. So, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So well, I, don't, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Like, I don't know what we're going to yeah. do now. But we maybe didn't take off the way that they wanted us to. Um, I think they kind of like hoped we'd be like a norm, uh, not normal game, uh, like a knocked loose or something like that, you know, but, um, I don't know. So, but it's fine. Uh, they might offer us a re a resign, but then maybe they might not. Um, so we'll just kind of see what happens. I mean, we might try, literally, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, we might try to resign or maybe, uh, we'll try the independent route. There's also like uh, pure noise and like sharp tone um, that I think could maybe be a good option for us if, you know, if we're on their level or if they're down. But um, I think that would be cool. Yeah, I think pure noise would be a cool, um, a cool move. But see you guys on pure noise. Yeah, I think we'd we'd fit a little bit better with uh, the other bands that are on the label. And uh, from what I hear, they seem to do a lot for their bands and everything they seem to work hard um so i think they might have a little more resources too in-house than what um our label has but again i don't know uh we'll just kind of see i'll probably just keep writing some music and we'll see what happens <laughs> there you yeah. go Heck yeah 
Yeah. Well, if you guys are listening to this podcast, go spam Pure Noise Records and tell them to sign Earth Grounds. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, there's people listening to this. Oh. <laughs> I I know, right? <laughs> All more people, people than Earth Grounds. Oh no! Oh, 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 oh god! It. Pass it out. Yeah. Oh. Take a dish. Oh man. <laughs> Totally kidding, right. by the way. <laughs> nah, you're good, buddy. I love it. Cool. So let's get into the EP. Um, the All new right. EP called Tongue Tied that released, what, two weeks ago now? Uh, March 3rd or something like that, right? Yes. And yes. So, um, so you went into the studio with Ryan Latrue from For Today for this EP, correct? I did, yeah. So could you explain I... a little bit about that, how you networked with him, what role he played sure. on the record? Yeah, so um, it's interesting because every record that I've done for Earthgrounds up to this point, I've always kind of, I felt like I've kind of known what I wanted to do going in, like writing. I'm like, all right, this is exactly the direction I want to do, you know, and and I kind of had it all figured out. But this one, I, to be honest, I just I was kind of, I don't know if I was just out of ideas or just not inspired or what it was, but I had a lot of material written, but I didn't really know what necessarily what to do with it. Um, and so I just kind of wanted to work with somebody that can kind of like maybe like point me in a, a certain direction and stuff or kind of weigh out like because I had, I mean, even if you listen to Tongue Tide, there's a lot of different directions that we went. Um, but yeah, so I went down and uh, worked with him in his studio down in Tulsa. And I've known Ryan for a long time because we're like the same age and he's from Sioux City, Iowa, or Lamar's, Iowa, which is like an hour and a half from where I'm at. And we both started playing music at like the same time. Uh, so it was cool oh, wow. because like we, we already knew each other. Uh, so that made it very comfortable just to get into the studio and start um, start working. Um, but yeah, so I went in, I had like 10 songs um, at the beginning and then we... And that's usually how you mean, I write. You had a full length written? No, I did. No, no. I, I he mean, has I his did. seventh EP ready to go. Oh, yeah, there dude. you go. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be very good, probably. It's all it's all B track stuff. But yeah, so I had like uh, ten songs, and honestly, that's usually how it goes when I'm writing. Right, I'll usually write, sure. you know, uh, eight eight to ten tracks, and then narrow it down to the five best, and, and then go from there. Um, and anyways, yeah. So I went in, and uh, we picked like the five best one thing that Ryan really wanted to do was he's like, let's try and make each song, you know, separate from another so it can stand alone on, on its own. Let's take each song a different direction, um, mm. which is an interesting approach that I've n- not really done in the past. Usually like, you know, for an EP, I'll like, all right, these songs are all going to be really heavy or these songs are going to be a little lighter, you know? Um, and he's like, we're going to just like, you know, pick five, the like five songs that sound the most unique and most memorable and we're going to make them sound completely different from another so you know we have like overgrown which is like more of a knock loose song and then we have like over the edge which is like a little more broader like metalcore like something closer to like wage war or probably mm. ghost inside is maybe a better uh a, be- a better fit and then like discordant symphony is like that's the acacia strain song just the head stupid heavy one um, and then like uh, Same Blood is like kind of like a hardcore comeback kid, you know, kind of song. And But anyways, yeah, so I just wanted each song to sound, uh, you know, unique in its own sense and uh, just different, different from the rest. So that was one of the big things um, that we pursued. And then um, he, he so kindly put it that I write crazy person music all right music for crazy people <laughs> and so he's like we're gonna take your crazy pe- your crazy person music and we're gonna package it a little bit nicer and uh so it's still earth grounds but it's like a little more um i guess listener friendly or can ca- can cast a bro- a broader net you know um so that was another really cool thing that i think that uh we got out of it was just the fact that like it is like a little more it covers a wider range um, for listeners and stuff. So hopefully we'll be able to pick up, you know, some new fans because of that. Yeah. When, when you went into the studio, you usually have these songs written. Like you said, you went in with 10 
did you have mm-hmm. like those all demoed out or did you just have rough ideas and then you did the full they were with him yeah they were like rough pre-pros so some of the ideas were uh pretty rough some of it was more flushed out like some of the songs were a little more like ironed out um mm. but a lot of it uh we kind of did as we went we restructured stuff and some of the stuff he's like nope i like that as is some of the stuff we're like okay this is cool but we need to cut out this section and add a, something like this here and stuff like that and then we went through and kind of reworked a lot of the lyrics and the vocal cadences and stuff like that so it was like a complete kind of a complete makeover Mm. that's really cool would you say that like moving forward i'm not sure if you have written new music since you wrote this but do you think that grew you as a musician and a songwriter and what you learned there you can take with you to future earthgrown songs Oh yeah, definitely. And to be honest, I mean, just working with having somebody like an objective point of view is really nice that I can like bounce ideas off of. Um, it's mm-hmm. very, very nice. That's one reason why so many um, bands are working with like producers and stuff. But I think going forward, I'll probably always work with a producer, whether it be Ryan or somebody else. It is just really nice to not like to just have an objective uh, point of view. And Ryan is like, he's a really good he's a really good person for that because he thinks very like he can remove himself from the thing that he's working on and just be like, well, here are the facts here, why this is good. Here's why this would be stronger. And so he's just not to mention, he's like also made, you know, a lot of really great records and he's worked with a lot of really good bands. He knows what he's doing. So, um, but just for the sake alone of just having an objective point of view on stuff that can be like, do you think it'd be cooler if we're like the bridge, like we half timed this, you know, or something like that. It is just really nice to have that. So, yeah, pretty cool. Well, this EP is called tongue tied. Yeah. And I've heard a little bit that you have a a story that kind of goes along with that. Did you want to talk about that and where that, that theme came from? Yeah. So when I was born, I was born tongue tied, which is a medical term uh, and where like, you know, that skin underneath mm. your tongue, it comes all the way up to like the tip of your tongue. And it like, basically, unless you have it removed or cut, um, like you just would have a speech impediment for your whole life. Um, so yeah, it, it is a metaphor, but it does come from like an actual medical term. Um, and so I was born tongue tied and they corrected it right away. The doctor saw it and, um, it's really, I guess it's kind of barbaric. Uh, I mean, I don't remember, but, uh, he just, he, they just take a scissors and just start cutting away. Oh, until it's right. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. So <laughs> my mom said I started wailing. So, but, um, oh, man, your first yeah. screams. Yeah. yeah exactly. You were hardcore from birth, bro. <laughs> Dude, so I came out the, came out the womb screaming bars. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's where the name comes from. And then it just has also been kind of like this metaphor uh, that I've used, I guess, in my life or where I felt. Because I grew up, I'm black sheep of my family, and it seemed kind of like I was kind of a black sheep everywhere I went, um, being from South Dakota, a small town in South Dakota and stuff. Um, you know, it was hard for me to connect with uh, the people around me, people in my class, people even from, you know, m- my best friend group were still very different from me. Uh, so there was, it just felt like I wasn't always able to have a voice the way that I wanted to, or express myself the way I wanted to until I started playing music. And through music, I felt like I was really able to have like my voice and my calling and stuff. So yeah, that's the name, man. Well, thanks for sharing. That's really cool. Is that, um, is that a theme for the entire record or did you... Is that a thing just for like the title track song and you decided to make that the name of the EP? Could you work yeah, through like the themes of the different songs? Um, there's a couple songs that have like that is kind of like the main theme, but uh, I wouldn't say every song has that as the main theme. Um, you could probably tie like Overgrown into it if you wanted to and Over the Edge, but um, I would say... Uh, Tongue Tied and Discordant Symphony are the two songs. Like it really like this is the meaning of these songs. Like because the uh, EP opens with Tongue Tied introducing that theme, and then 
discordant symphony kind of like rounds it out or brings it back home. Yeah. So. Speaking of discordant symphony, my goodness, that is a heavy track. (laughs) (laughs) When I first heard the thing, I I immediately was like, all right, this is my new favorite Earthgrown song. And I believe this is the heaviest song you've written. (laughs) Uh, Of course, heavy is very subjective. But in sure. my case, I think it's the heaviest. Could you talk about the writing of that one and the theme of that and all of that? Sure. Um, yeah, that song was, uh, I was going to put it on the last EP. And then I just, it was like, you know, the top six on the body when mm. I was writing the body. And I just like, you know, I just, I like, I, I like the song, but I think it's too heavy for the body. And so I ended up, just cutting it and then i wasn't even going to use it for this ep because i usually like when i start writing i start completely fresh um so i don't like to recycle ideas and stuff because i just like to start fresh and but uh it was one of the ones that i sent um to ryan and uh or of the 10 and he's like i think that this one is memorable and i was like okay uh so we reworked it a little bit and just made it um a little more interesting and uh reworked it and stuff um but yeah and and then now it's now it's a track and it's it's probably my least favorite of the ep but i think that's just because yeah i think i i really just think it's because like i've had that song now for like a year and a half or whatever since the last so it just feels like an old song already to me and like an old idea leftovers yeah kind of yeah it kind of does feel like leftovers and stuff but i I mean i love the lyrics Oh, thank like you. That that uh, part kind of really stands out to me. <laughs> sure, they're very beautiful for such a oh, heavy, thank you. yeah, that's, discordant that's song. The funny thing about <laughs> about that EP is like when I was working with the lyrics uh, with Ryan, he's like, you know, with this EP, we don't have anything that's like really like straightforward. Like our like the body is all like it's all like very straightforward, like stuff from the Bible and everything like that, like Christian message through and through. And then this EP like doesn't have quite as much as that. Um, And then, and then we get to this one. And that was the last one that we worked through the lyrics on. And he's like, yeah, uh, I like that. We have the heaviest song is like literally like the Sunday school song, like (laughs) (laughs) when it comes to lyrics. Um, Cause it is like, you know, that there's like a direct Christian message in that song. And, um, but I mean, it doesn't all like have to only be directed toward believers, you know, because I do believe that we all have a voice, um, you know, whether that be just like your skill that your God given gifts or, you know, or just something that you're fighting for um, human rights or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, I think that we all have gifts and voices to use and it's up to us whether we use it for for good or for bad, you know. And that's just the whole point of the song is that like God has created us all, you know, um, with these voices. And when we use our voices for good, it becomes this symphony, you know, so. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I think that's what that song's about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is now. (laughs) I I wanted to ask, is there, is there like a defining moment in your music career when you found, when you felt like you finally found your voice? Or was it just like as soon as you got into music, you're like, all right, this is where I'm finding my voice. Yeah. I mean, like that's when I, when it all started to make sense for me. Like I was, um, I kind of like was a depressed kid. Um, and that was just partly, partly because I felt like I was like very different and I didn't like essentially really know why. Um, but I knew that I was very different from my family and from even a lot of my friends. And when I started playing music, like I knew it's just, it's so weird because I feel like I always knew that I was going to do music. Um, but when I actually started playing music, that's when it really started. Like, like when I got my first drum set, when I was 11 and started playing drums, like that's when I was like, Oh my gosh, this is what I'm made for. <laughs> um, it really started to make sense. Yeah. And with that, like, playing drums you do everything on like you can you do a lot of bass guitar yeah so i write i write everything and then um i don't play drums uh really anymore and i'm definitely not as good as i used to be um because i did drums for like eight years and i played in bands and church and stuff like that 
Um, and back in, in my heyday, I was, I was a pretty good drummer, but, uh, these days I am like, if I sit down on a drum beat, it, it's like, I can play smoke on the water, maybe, maybe some ACDC, <laughs> yeah. but, um, yeah, so my, my drumming skills are pretty weak these days. So I definitely couldn't play the stuff that I write. So when I write drums, I just like, I program them on the computer and then, um, I hire, uh, somebody to play. Uh, the drums for the record. So gotcha. for this record, it was a guy named Derek. He's been he's been playing with us for a while now. So cool. Speaking of who of who's been playing with you guys, who has been playing with you guys? Do you? Because I know the last time we spoke, um, like Earthwinds was kind of just you. Like the original three yeah. members had all kind of moved on, and done their own things. <laughs> Do you have like official band members now, or are they still just sort of tour mates? Yeah, it's pretty much just whoever I pick up on the side of the road on the way to the gotcha. gig. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's a dude playing guitar in the in the street corner. Let's grab him. Get in the trailer, man. We're going. Um, it's pretty. It's pretty wild. Uh, the so no, I don't have a set like a. I don't have a set band or anything. It's pretty much just. I have like a list of like musicians that um, are down to tour. And so when, when I have a tour booked, I pretty much just reach out to a few of the guys and like see who's available and get them locked in. And, and then we rehearse a couple days, you know, before the tour and then we go and it, it's been working. Um, it's obviously not the best way to have a band, but I will say this, it's nice because I mean, we don't make a lot of money. We, I mean, we're a small metalcore band, so it's hard for some of these guys that have like, um, you know, like families and uh, mortgages and stuff like that i can't pay them as much as they need to be able to you know cover all their bills and be out on tour every other month so if somebody can do one tour but not the next tour like i'll swap the person out or if like we get a tour offer and they're going to be on vacation or something like that i can just grab like fill, fill their spot with somebody else so where when, when i did have a set band you know, we ended up having to t- uh, turn down a couple like good tours because like not all the members weren't were able to do the tour. So mm. that is the I guess the beauty um, of being in the situation that I'm in. But definitely some pros and cons there. So you think you're gonna stick with that approach for the near future? Still, yeah. I mean, for now. Um, I hope that it doesn't, I don't know if it'll always be like that. Um, but, uh, for now it seems to be working. So we'll just keep rocking it. Sweet. Going to get that yeah, tour bus soon though. With the... Right. <laughs> uh, Kingdom Core can, uh, can, uh, be our sponsor and then buy yeah, us a bus. You we'll put your logo across the side. Hey, you're making all the money from the sick merch, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah Kingdom dude. Core is your sponsor. All you're getting is a go-kart. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, just give us like four go karts, and we'll each have like a little wagon behind it. It'll be fine. There you go. So I wanted to ask, what is uh? You said Discordant Symphony is your least favorite on the album. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite on the album? Ah, that's tough. I feel like you know every song like scratches a different itch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, or is there a song see. you're most proud of? Is is that a better way to phrase it? Yeah, that's. I mean, I would say probably, (laughs) yeah, this is hard. Um, I should have this figured out. I think probably Overgrown is probably my, I think that one's probably the one that I like the most. Um, But Tongue Tied is the close second. And there's also, I feel like there's different parts of songs where I'm like, yo, that part's sick. I'm really proud of that part, you know? Uh Um, But uh yeah, I think Overgrown as a whole is just a really good song. Um, but mm-hmm. there are parts like, for instance, the end of the song Tongue Tied, like that outro is something I've never done. I've, we'd never had like a slow, heavy, like washout lead guitar part, you know. Um, so that is something that is just like, because it's something different, it feels really cool, you know. Um, I guess that's a like one of the approaches going into this any record that I do. It's always like, all right, what can we do on this record that we have never done on any other record? 
you know, and that's like doing that, that ending of tongue tied is one of them. So, mm. uh, pretty cool with that. Also, I really like the lyrics on that section too. So I think overall just that section is just really cool. But sick. do you have yeah. like those ideas already starting to brew for, for the next one? Um, I've been like writing again, uh, just really just like riffing around and trying to like, uh, get like some kind of ideas to get started for the next one. And I don't, not totally sure like the direction or anything. So I just, um, for right now I'm just been riffing around and trying to like kind of come up with some cool ideas, but, um, I, I'm kind of always kind of always in writing mode. And I mean that the EP has been done for six months now. So I've been kind of been riffing (laughs) and writing around for like six months already. Do you find inspiration? Like a lot of songwriters will just be like out doing like whatever task it is, maybe driving and all of a sudden like a cool riff or like a moment in a song will pop into their head. They'll like try to like record it or whatnot. Is that what happens for you? Or do you just kind of sit down and you're like, I'm just going to riff around and write until something cool comes out. Yeah. Some of each really. I definitely, I think lyrically, I get ideas like uh, in a random inspiration. I'm like, Oh, that's sick. And then I like make a, <laughs> yeah. make a notepad. Um, for riffs, for the most part, riffs is just like sitting down with the guitar and just like, yeah, messing around until something like happens. And I'm like, Oh, this is a sick, like whatever for a song. And I have a pro tool session on my computer that is literally just full of hundreds and hundreds of riffs. Wow. So I'll just like, I'll just log down the idea really quick. I'll just like scratch it out really quick. So I have it. And then, um, when I get to like the season of like, okay, it's time to write again. I will, um, the first thing I'll do when I get up is I'll get my coffee and, um, and I'll go and sit down at the computer and I'll be like, before I can start working for the day, I have to write five riffs. And so I'll sit down and just like, write five riffs and a lot of those riffs are just throw throw away ideas and stuff like that or maybe just a small transition but it is just like and then i do that every day for you know like a month and i end up having you know 100 150 riffs and so that's uh it's just a cool way to make it so i don't because when i sit down and if i try and write a whole song in one sitting like a lot of the ideas um kind of sound the same i think so just that it's a little more unique that way. So I don't know. Really That's cool. the way I've kind of always written and it's kind of worked for me. So yeah. well, if you ever need anybody it... to test it or like a test session, yeah. send them over. Yeah, I'm all ears. <laughs> <laughs> How long does it take you to write five riffs most of the morning? Uh, depends upon the day. Uh, some days like things just like roll out, you know, and it's like, oh, dang, this is sick. Um, and then other days it's a little slower. Um, but I don't know, maybe like maybe an hour. Um, yeah. So not like, and, and again, this is like, and that's an hour of like riffing and then also like recording the scratch ideas down into pro tools also. So, um, yeah, not too terribly long, but, um, some days again, like, yeah, if if inspiration is like flowing, I'll like, I'll bust out a couple more until I'm like satisfied. I'm like, well, there's some good riffs. All right. I can go to work now. (laughs) sweet cool you're still working like pretty much full-time like in your studio is that that's still your go-to yep uh so this month is my 14th year in business which is really crazy that's awesome so yeah it's wild um i started when i was uh my official got my official license when i was in college i'd already been recording for a few years um so technically i've been in business for longer than that but officially as all poetic audio i've been going for for 14 years now so that's really cool wow yeah pretty wild does it feel how does it feel like it's been 14 years not at all no uh no it doesn't feel like i does not feel like i've been doing it for 14 years so and i've been full-time doing it for um 11 and that doesn't feel right either yeah so (laughs) That's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Really cool. Life be flying. And now, yeah. And you're like Insta famous now. 
You got like I was looking at you. You got like a hundred thousand followers. You do your vocal covers. Yeah, yeah. I should have been doing them a long time ago, honestly. But um, it's been. <laughs> do you cool. talk it's about been... how uh, how that started and all that? Yeah, I wish I would have started because uh, I thought about doing it over COVID because I'm like, well, I need something to do, you know. And I ended up doing art instead of did painting, but um, which is great, also. But yeah, so then like I think it was the first tour that I came home from maybe the second tour after COVID. Um, and I was talking to Isaiah Perez from Phineas. Um, I was talking to him about it and I was like, yeah, I've been kind of like wanting to do this for a while. I just haven't done it. He's like, well, just go home and do one, just do it. And I was like, all right. So I, I went home and yeah, I started, I did like three, I shot three and then, um, started my TikTok and all that stuff. And, uh, just started, it just started taking off really well. And it also like, Instagram was competing with TikTok, um, with the reels and everything. Mm -hmm. And I just hit the algorithm at the right time. And, and, uh, they were just like pushing me so hard. So, and then they introduced like this bonus thing, bonus reels, like where you get paid, like for your content and stuff. So then Instagram started paying me like to do these videos and stuff. I'm like, bro, like I can't lose with this because it's like all the way around. It was just making me a better vocalist. Um, it was keeping me active in between tours, you know, keeping my voice fresh and everything. Um, and it's like, it's just great to learn from what other pe what other vocalists are doing cadence wise and stuff like that. Um, but yeah. And also it's just like, you know, I gained a large following just because of that. And a lot, and I shouldn't say a lot, but there are definitely some followers that have like discovered earth through all that, mm -hmm. which is, you know, obviously sick. Um, so yeah, I, uh, just, just been sticking with it. I think I've been doing that now for a year and a half or something like that. So, um, That's cool. yeah, it's, it's been pretty cool. Um, when you so, record yeah. those, do you just pick that like 15 to 30 seconds segment, like right off the bat? And that's what you focus on. You record just that pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I mean, with today, like the whole point behind TikTok, uh, like the TikTok crowd is that it's just little blurps, you know, mm -hmm. um, there are, pre there are some people that ask for full, you know, the full, the full cover and stuff, but it's just not really worth the time for me. Right. So yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But yeah, so it's kind of fun. And he's like, I'll listen to a song and be like, Oh, I should do that part. That'd be sick. So yeah. What's been the, uh, the hardest song that you've covered? you like what stretched you the most um you know i tried to so i'm trying to do this like pitch yell thing a little bit more um and i'm not that good at it i've been working on it pretty hard but it's just it's a big learning curve for me because i've been screaming oh, you did the for... lincoln park one with that right Burn it yeah down or whatever it's called. yeah yeah that one was like really nice because like his vocal range is exactly like where my vocal range is for to get that fry um but uh that's the thing is like i'm pretty limited on like where i how high i can sing with like the the fry singing or whatever they call it pitch yelling stuff i tried to do an incubus song um <laughs> I, I still haven't been able to do it because it's just i haven't been able to hit it right um so it. that one is still defeating me but i'm i'm gonna keep working on it and hopefully someday i'll be able to get it <laughs> it's that uh this the song pardon me i think it's called um but uh, i love incubus a lot and i was like i i'd really like to do this this song you know to cover the song and i just <laughs> it just continues to kick my butt so <laughs> one day yeah, that's what they invented auto tune for, right? Yeah, but the problem is <laughs> with that that pitch yelling stuff. Auto tune doesn't really work with that very well because yeah. it's there's so much distortion behind it that it doesn't really pick it up very well. So I uh, can't rely on the the cheat codes for that. Yeah, that's Bummer. why I choose to scream most of the time because then I you don't have to worry about oh it's way <laughs> easier or not. <laughs> Just that's a little that's the cop out. out. Yeah, that's the cop out move, man. That's why so whenever we don't you hear a band that's just screaming, music. you know that's why. Yeah, that's so why literally I, that's every why hardcore really, band. Yeah. yeah, that's why we don't really have very many singing parts. So easier that way. Absolutely.
that's one thing that I'm trying. Oh, so like, um, when I scream, there's like two different, there's a couple different techniques. I don't want to get into the nerdy stuff, but the way that I scream, it's called false chord, but the way I pitch sing is called fry, fry scream. And it's really, really hard to jump from doing false chord to fry scream without hurting yourself. I actually did hurt myself one time because I tried to jump. Like I was rehearsing, trying to like jump from like false chord to fry scream. And I was like, oh, that, okay, yeah, I'm not going to do that again because I don't want to blow my <laughs> vocal cords or anything like that. Um, when you so say that's trying why... to jump from one to the other, do you mean like in the same breath or like? Yeah, because like, okay. like with our song, the two songs that we play live that have the singing in it, um, mm-hmm. it is literally like I'm screaming right up to the chorus and then the singing comes in or it's back and forth really fast. Oh, gotcha. Like, so just I think like a I was... really quick transition. Yeah. Yep. Like I was, I think I was rehearsing for a song drink and that has like sing line, scream line, sing line, oh, yeah. scream line. And so I was trying to do the back and forth and I totally like hurt myself and I was like, Oh, not, Nope. I don't want to do that. So, um, <laughs> that is one reason why we've always just had a guitar player or bass player, um, do those live because I'm not trying to blow my voice out. Have so. you, have you blown your voice out on tour at all? No, I've been, uh, the only thing I've ever had really problems with is, uh, I'll get a cold or whatever. Mm. Um, you know, and that's, that's the downfall of being a singer is that, you know, it's like everybody else can literally play with like a broken leg or, well, that's not true. A drummer can't play the broken leg. Okay. They can play with the the broken leg. (laughs) Yeah, I could. Just gotta go double time on that other leg. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They can, they can totally play like under whatever sickness um mm-hmm. they could have tuberculosis and still be able to play but which i don't even know what tuberculosis is <laughs> but if if i get like any sickness or whatever it's like i am like my instrument is very much damaged so mm. that's the really hard part is like and i have really a really wild allergies now which is crazy because i never had allergies growing up and then this past year or actually right after covid every time i went out on tour i would get like i would get have problems with my throat and i actually thought that i had hurt myself and i went to the doctor and i explained um you know what was going on i was like yeah i have this pain in my throat it's like i don't know if i hurt myself or whatever and she like can i look up your nose i was like uh yeah go ahead and then she's like can i look in your throat and i was like yeah go ahead and she's like do you have allergies I was like, I don't think so. She's like, I think you have allergies. And I was like, I've never had allergies in my whole life. And she's like, well, some people develop them as they mm. get older. So now when I go on tour, as soon, basically as soon as I walk outside, I have to pop allergy pills. And since I've been doing that, oh, no. it's been it's been great. So, yeah, I developed allergies in my 30s. So that's sick. Um, <laughs> Literally. But... Yeah, but yeah. So now, if I take allergy medicine while while I'm on tour, I'm fine. But those uh, I had a couple tours where I was just like, I felt like I just like wasn't my best because I was struggling with allergies the whole time. So crazy, wild stuff, man. (laughs) You you touched on it a little earlier, uh, sort of like what possibilities there could be for Earthgrounds in the future. But is there yeah. anything for Earthgrown's like directly in like next few months? Like you got a tour that you're planning or anything like that? Yeah. Yep. Um, so we are uh, should be announcing a new tour, maybe even before this podcast is out. I'm not totally sure uh, when we'll announce it. But um, without giving too much away, um, it's going to be a, a West Coast tour, mostly West Coast tour in May. Um, and we are, uh, I believe we're going to be tw- uh, teaming up with Heart Support to do um, like a mental health awareness tour. Mm, um, that's really so, cool. Yeah, so we're looking forward to that. Um, we're just kind of like waiting on our agent to kind of finalize things, uh, finalize the dates. And then um, what I believe, none, nothing's happened yet. Um, so uh, what I believe is going to be happening though is I'm going to be like w- – me and a few members from uh, In Search Solace are going to be doing like one-on-one sessions with Taylor um, over at Heart Support, and uh, we're going to be just like 
on our mental health topics, stuff like that. Um, but, and then, uh, they're going to be giving us some resources to like hand out at like the shows and stuff like that. They're like, anytime somebody buys something at the merch table, like we give them like a pamphlet and stuff like that. So everybody that are coming to these shows are going to have like kind of a direct access to, mm. to heart support and stuff. So, um, that's cool. And that, that's something I'm really excited to, um, do. That is- so, yeah. Yep. So that's it. Um, and then we have, we have some festivals for the summer. Um, nice. yeah. And then besides that, really just working on getting out on tour as much as possible. Uh, we are printing vinyl right now for, uh, both tongue tied and the body. That's going to be a nice. final. Yeah. So heck yeah. No CDs. Yeah, so, so it is your no third CDs. full length. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, so the label, oh, since we don't make the label very much money, they're like, all right, we can't do a separate vinyl for each EP. So we're putting mm-hmm. them both onto one. And then uh, we haven't printed CDs in quite a while, actually. And uh, we don't really plan on printing CDs just because we don't sell enough to like make any money off of it. We usually end up losing money on CDs. And a lot of people shouldn't say a lot of people every once in a while people will bug us about cds and i'm just like ah, sorry you know <laughs> yeah. it's just like it's because it's a dying platform and stuff that yeah. like but it we... will come back like vinyl did yeah someday. so like in 20 years we'll we'll print cds yeah. um, our so children to... will think cds are the coolest yeah. thing ever dude yeah, they're going exactly your cds are going for a pretty penny there is one copy of waste for sale on discogs and it's going for forty euros, which is wow. Uh, I'm glad somebody's oh. making money off of our music. Yeah, is that like CD or is that the rent it's the a, vinyl? It's the CD of waste. It's uh, fifty eight dollars Canadian plus shipping, so it's seventy five dollars Canadian. If I want to own a copy, that's, that's crazy. Wow. Well, I I'm guess sad I didn't do it through solid maybe that's Silicon Valley Bank should is... invest in Earthgrown CDs. <laughs> yeah, I I actually saw not that long ago that somebody was selling one of our vinyl signed vinyl on eBay for a hundred dollars. I was like, good luck, dude. <laughs> but also, if he makes a hundred bucks off of that oh, vinyl, I will be so jealous because I have not made any money off of that. So, <laughs> oh man, but. Could you also do one of Renovate? Maybe. I think I probably... Oh, you know, that's a good idea. I I haven't talked to the label about that, um, but that that. might be... Yeah, we'll see what happens, 10th anniversary reissue coming up? Yeah. I have always... six years ago. (laughs) Yeah, I've always wanted to, like, do a a remix on Renovate. Yeah. Renovate Um, was six years ago. Oh, it's 2017. Sorry, I thought it was 2015 in my head. That came out May 12th. Oh yeah, um, wow. but yeah, I always wanted to kind of redo, kind of wanted to remix that because it sounds like butts. <laughs> really, I love that EP. I think it's I mean, great. Yeah, it's, it's so definitely raw and yeah, chaotic very, very and heavy. And yeah, the production on it is just like obviously I'm like seven years better, you know, at this point. So whenever I, I can't like hear it, I can't listen to it because I'm just like, yeah. oh, it sounds so bad. Yeah, but that's just, the one I thing I'll I... say about that EP is it's impossible to headbang to because you'll you'll finally get it and then oh, the yeah. tempo changes again. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the crazy person music. The crazy person talking music. About. I yeah. like the crazy person music. Never lose I do that too. part of you. Yeah, I mean, I just, that's the only thing I know how to write. So it's gonna <laughs> either be that tongue-tied... or pop music. So. Yeah. It, it would be but like if Jeremy shaved his mustache, it'd be like Samson. He would lose his ability to write it's that true. music. It's true. It's true. He'd yeah. lose his streaming capabilities. Yeah. 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 So don't ever do that. All the all the, ta- all the ink will will just start to fade. He'll have yeah. <laughs> no tattoos anymore. It'll be a sad day, really. Yeah. Which, by the way, I've always wanted to ask if you're comfortable sharing. Would you sure. have an estimate of how much money? you have spent on tattoos over your life. (laughs) (laughs) I told Uh, my buddy I was interviewing you tonight and he really wanted to know. (laughs) Oh man, that's, um, have you reimbursed yourself with earth merchandise? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, 
I would probably get really depressed if I actually figured out how much. Okay, how many hours of tattoo of ink do you have? Would that be better? That's a a lot of hours. Um, I don't know. I really don't know how to answer either one of those questions. My right (laughs) arm, my so my first sleeve I got for really really cheap because uh, the tattoo artist just wanted exposure and he was like, "Yeah, pay me forty dollars a session," and we did eight sessions. And I paid him a hundred, I paid him a hundred dollars a session, but still, so that's $800 for this whole sleeve, but that's still like really cheap. This arm, (laughs) I mean, this arm was, I, you know, I spent like five or $600 a session and that was probably same about eight, you know, so that's like 3,000. Yeah. And then I have my whole right. I have my whole right leg done and I have my whole left leg started, uh, which that's going to be a lot of money. And then I have my torso started. And uh, so just I'll, probably like my retirement fund. There you go. Are you almost done? Like, like when are you going to stop? Um, When Until everything is, is done. Nope. That's the one thing I, <laughs> I, I will get. I'm going to do everything but my penis and my face. So. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> <laughs> but good plan I would probably get... so you're gonna get your butt covered yeah i am i already have like uh, an outline started on the side of my butt so i'll like um, i'm really into japanese uh tattoo right now like uh and like my whole left leg is a japanese piece and so that will go up my butt and then probably onto my back so got it Right. Wow. We need an alternate yeah. cover be... of the body with with that. Yeah. I want to be I want to be covered, dude. I want to be freaking covered. I love I love tattoo culture and art and stuff. So, but wow. Well, one day, all the power to you, man. Yeah, you're you'll. I mean, if you, I don't know if you're ever planning on having kids at some point in your life, but your yeah. grandkids and you're you're just this old man. You're like. That was for you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I uh, will. Uh, uh, I'll be a cool old grandpa. Be all tatted up and stuff. Yeah. Back in my day, when I lived in a van, had to fight like, all right, grandpa, raccoons. For your nap. Had to fight raccoons <laughs> for a pizza in the garbage can. Trying to join the circle pit with your walker. <laughs> yeah. 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 I will. Honestly, I'm gonna be that. I'm gonna be that guy that should have let go a long time ago. <laughs> but just hasn't I'm gonna be that one old dude that's like whose grandpa's here he's like oh he's playing tonight so that's gonna be that's gonna be me oh man and I can't wait that'll be on <laughs> Earthgrown's what like 28 TP yeah 14 <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh man well dude thank you so much for coming on it's always a pleasure chatting with Yabacha. you yeah, uh, is there anything you want to leave the listeners with? Any plugs you want to do? Uh, anything like that? Um, I would say just uh, keep an eye out for the announcement of the tour I was just talking about. Um, the Heart Support Tour. It's going to be a West Coast thing. Uh, we're also going to be dropping. Uh, we just uh, put in a big order for a whole new merch line that's um, t- that's based around the Tongue Tied record. Um, so that should be out soon. Uh, so we'll be announcing more merch, and then we'll also be announcing that vinyl um, to come out uh, whenever that's done. Vinyl is always like kind of like you never know when it's going to be Takes done, forever. but right? Yeah, what I what I what the label last told me was like May or June. So I'm hoping that we'll have them by uh, that May that May tour, um, but no promises. So just keep your eyes yeah. on our page for merch and tour announcements stuff. So sounds great. Well, thanks a that's lot, man. All great to see you as always and hopefully we'll do it again soon everyone just want to say thank you so much for listening and or watching this episode of the kingdom core podcast you are all so awesome special shout out and congratulations to sean uh, for winning a grizzly award at the grizzly lords you can go check out that over on the grizzly awards youtube channel uh, he won industry champion for all that he's done for the scene thank you all for voting for him and like that's just it's so awesome to see and 
Thank you to Jeremy for coming on and being gracious with this time once again. It was a pleasure to have him. Lots of jokes and lots of fun times. And also I want to give a special shout out to all of our core givers on Patreon. Fabian Richter, our newest member. Uh, Daniel Harding, Steve Michalowski, Anthony Kuchma, Frankie Blocker, Aaron Peter, and our true fan supporters, the Dead Pedal Coffee Company. Thank you all for your continued support of the podcast. It is so awesome to have you guys along for this journey. If you are interested in joining our Patreon, head over to patreon.com slash Kingdom Core podcast and check out what we have to offer. We are going to be completely revamping everything uh, in the near future here. Until then... Thank you for watching. God bless. And we will see you all soon for another episode.